The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Date NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, November 10th, and that means only, well, it means many things. One, we're, it's a Wednesday. Two, you know, we're halfway through the week. Three, we're, you know, a day away from more professional football because we didn't want that. And four, of course, it's a Brady Green football show! Pew, 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 It's hump day, baby. Hump day. Get excited. Get excited. Get your humps in. I love, San the, I love the camel commercial. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta hump as much as you can. I should probably rephrase that. Um, it's probably. probably it's okay. Not not nearly the worst thing. Oh, by the way, did um, is it we? I was trying to figure out the or the origin, the origin, origin. What am I telling? Origin. The origin of Brinson sucks. Was it? It was all written on the show. Like, didn't I say? Yeah. Like, my wife. Yeah. Said, it was. No, we were talking about um your wife making a hat that said Brinson sucks. And then it evolved from there into what exactly that could mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you do know that, like, are you aware of that these these hats now exist? I, I did not know. No one sent me one. So, I mean, I, I feel like I probably should get one, considering it, I'm pretty sure the origin started with you and I. Uh, and then I was the one that pointed out to you. Because you, you took it more literally. And yeah. then there's, like, a kind of I mean, figurative look what, Wilson, look what Ryan Wilson got from podcast listener Lewis earlier this wow. week. Wow. That is so well done. Yeah. The, he, that is like made, amazingly, like even the font and everything. I mean, yep. it just, it represents you. It, it It's exactly how it should actually look to in explaining that Brinson, Brinson does suck. Yeah. <laughs> correct. Correct. Um, we, uh, we have, we actually have some, I had a hat, a Brinson sucks hat. We gave it away on a, on a live stream. I should have kept mine, my original one. There were like three prototypes original that are maybe like 18 months, or actually probably a couple of years old. Um, and then these are brand new, hot off the presses, and we're giving away on our live streams. So if you want one of these hats, which you can see, of course, on YouTube.com yeah. slash pick six, you need to come join us on Sunday, Monday, or Thursday night after the primetime game. We do a, we do a pregame leading up to it. Um, if you get in the if you get in the YouTube before Wilson on Sunday or before Breach on Monday, you'll be you'll get two entries for the giveaway for the for one of these hats. Uh, anybody who puts their name in over the course of the show, basically the first like three quarters of the show, will be eligible to win it, and we give one away per per uh, per episode. And they are apparently wildly popular. And my how, how do I find one? How do I get one? Because I mean, I I, I think we'll get, it's, we'll get, it's we'll a pretty true statement. Well, yeah. well you, I don't know that a toboggan or a beanie is great for you know. Although maybe oh. Oh, I know. Maybe, uh, maybe you do the big, uh, the big college pregame show in like, yeah, uh, in a Brinson. Oh man, man. we could, we could launch this merchandise. People would be like, like, think about this in Ann Arbor, Michigan. People be watching this. Why is he wearing a Brinson (laughs) sucks hat? And I'd be like, hey, I'm just representing my boy Willie Brinson. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I mean, six pod. What up? I don't think that Fox would let you do that, right? 
Um, I don't know that they, I mean, maybe I could put it on, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could stage it where I put it on someone in the crowd oh. and then I just point to it. I give it like camera time, right? Like I'm talking to the camera, pointing to the camera, just put my arm around someone who's next to me that happens to be wearing a Brinson sucks hat. And then the next thing you know, you look up and there's people like hashtag Brinson sucks signs. It would be incredible. I mean, like, It'd be amazing. Like, like, you, I mean, you have to understand when we're at those events, you can pretty much talk anyone into doing anything. Oh, so yeah. I can probably create a sign and get someone to wear one of those hats and get them on camera. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, I, look, you know, there's only, you know, I, I mean, I, I tune into the Fox pregame show just because we're friends. Like, I don't really even, you know, you guys are very Big Tenny, and I'm not, I'm not a Big Ten guy, right? I mean, we're really see. not, actually. We talked uh, at length the other week about other some other the conferences. Uh, I'm going to talk a lot about ACC this week. Um, talking about a big matchup. Big matchup for your old Wolfpack. Big right? matchup! Well, are you guys going to be able to stop? Roberson and A.T. Perry? I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, we'll find out. find out. We should, we should be able to slow down Wake Forest. Uh, uh, to the not 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 stop them. They're they're dude. They're you wouldn't been able to slow them down, really. No, no, no. But I mean, I'm not sure they played any good defenses either. We have a pretty that's good defense. Kind of, that's kind of the ACC, but yeah. Sure, ACC is terrible. I mean, it it's going to come down to Pittsburgh versus NC State or Wake. It's which sign me up for the Kenny Pickett laser show. All right, that's all I'll say about that. Look, Ryan Wilson's slow to put Kenny Pickett as his number what one quarterback. What is he doing? Move him into the, the first round. The more you watch him, the more you're going to say, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. He should, he should be the number one quarterback this year's draft class. I, I agree with you completely. Even though I think that the, the hangup on Kenny Pickett is that people feel like he's old. I'm like, Joe Burrow was old. Yeah, who cares? I mean, like, <laughs> They're the equivalent to one another. Like, they were old. Like, okay, who cares? Can he go in and sling it? All right, cool. Sign him up. Yeah, I mean – it's not like he's, I mean, he's 23. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's still really young. He's not Brandon Whedon. All right. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's not Chris Winky. He's right. not 30 years old. He's he, he's not Taysom Hill, who took like, what, a mission for two years or whatever it was, but, came yeah. back. Steve Young. That was eligibility. Yeah. Did Steve Young take a mission too. Steve Young ended up being I mean, good. He went to BYU. I don't know that he I mean, Chris Winky's, Chris Winky was drafted at the age of 29. Like, that's. In all due respect to Chris Winkie, but I mean, Brandon Whedon was what 28, 29? Uh, let me look. Probably, you, I mean, it's it's literally the stupidest thing. He was 29, too. What, why would you draft a 29 year old quarterback? It's like, or the question is, in this day and age of science and technology, why wouldn't you draft a 29 year old quarterback? Uh-oh. Like, maybe we'll get to the point where we go 35. That's so young. Yeah. Who doesn't I mean, want a 35 year old behind center making mature, intelligent decisions? Yeah. Look, if you don't make it to the NFL until you're 29, there's it's a red flag. Okay. Like that's that's but that's unfair. I mean, think about how many actors have been out in Hollywood their entire life and then finally the role fits them at 55 years old, you know? I mean, who knows? Maybe that's Tom Brady. Like maybe Tom plays till 55 and he opens the door for some other 45-year-old quarterback. He's just been waiting out there the whole time, practicing, working really hard, and he's ready for his big break. He's ready for that opportunity, Will. I, I hope that Tom is able to finally break through. I hope he's able to to, to, to finally <laughs> finally, uh, to I finally mean, explode and figure and figure things out. Um, okay. What, you're saying it wasn't good in Ted? Is that what you're saying? Wasn't he in Ted or Ted 2? Uh, yeah, he was definitely in one of those. He, who, who would you say is the best NFL player as an actor? And I'll give you all time, by the way, too. I oh. mean, didn't Terry Crews, did he play in the NFL? Or yeah, he just played yeah. football? If, if, uh, didn't he play? 
I got a picture of me and Terry Crews. I know The Rock played college. He didn't go to the NFL, though, I don't think. Terry Crews. Let's see. I'm pretty sure he played for Atlanta or like New Orleans. Let's see. Where is this? Drafted by the Rams in the 11th round. 11th round. What are we doing? That'd be nice. 1990. Yeah, right. 1991 NFL draft. Oh, six games with the Rams. No games with the Packers. 10 games with the Chargers. I'm reading off his Wikipedia page, obviously. 16 games with Washington. And uh, he also played for the A, uh, the World League of American Football, a.k.a. NFL Europe during the 1990s. So not Atlanta or New Orleans, which for some reason, I thought it was like a product of the NFC South, but I was way off. Um, hey, but would you say he's the best this- actor? Or, or is it OJ? Which I don't even know if we could say that, considering <laughs> OJ's history. OJ wasn't really a good actor in Naked Gun, per se. I mean, was he? I don't know. Some people might say he was a good actor. I- I'll tell you this much. He was a good actor in this. Uh, I saw this film. He was in a courtroom. And he looked like he was acting in that one. But that seemed like it was more real life. So, How old were you, you when know? that happened? Like eight? Uh, I was young enough to remember a, a few things. You know, Johnny Cochran. You know, if the glove does not fit, you must acquit. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, I mean, do you, were you, are you, do you remember? I vividly remember understanding at a young age the difference between the burden of proof in a criminal case and a civil case. Because I remember thinking as a young man, young child, that how can you not get convicted criminally, but convicted in a civil suit, right? And then still be able to walk around like nothing happened. It's like, well, it's a little more complicated than that, but there that's a Pretty scary great. thought when you think about it. Uh wait. Does um I guess Dwayne Johnson doesn't count, does he? Well, did he play in the NFL? I know he played in college. Did he make yeah. it to the like Oh, wait a minute. I know who the answer is. Um I believe that it's gotta be it didn't Jim wasn't Jim Brown an actor? Oh, yeah. What do I saying? Jim Brown by far might be the best yeah. actor. Yeah. It's got to be Jim Brown. JB, Brett. man, he can act. Yeah. He can act. Yeah. And obviously, a hell of a player, the greatest all time. Yeah, he's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, that's the answer is Jim Brown. Well, what about Brett Favre, though? I mean, he was pretty good in something about Mary. Although, but wait, wasn't Jim? So, Jim, but Jim Brown went, obviously, in a, like, a, like, legendary all-time great running back hall of fame career just went straight into acting like what a what a move i found out this past week that one of our cast members auditioned for for a show uh i'm not gonna say what show wait w- one of your cast members yeah that's what you could technically call it but oh, oh, our oh, big like new the kickoff show. fox the fox yeah thing. oh yeah 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 i i learned something every week about this individual but he had said to me was that it liner, said, yeah. was it or Bush. I mean, which <laughs> I'll say it was the latter, but uh, <laughs> learned something every week. And I was, I was like, well, you know, you won't be able to do this show if you're doing that. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was <just> like, okay. <laughs> it's like, you can't do. Glad you didn't get it. Like, All right. <laughs> this is like success. It's like, well, the show, we, we do we do rehearsals and uh, film Saturdays at noon. But I mean, I'm sure I can do both. It'll probably work out fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we uh, we got to get to the important, the meat of the the meat of the show, of course. That's right. Yeah. Chris Farley trivia part two. I, I'm just kidding. I, I, we're gonna God, do something. By the way, you know what this is? Because like, just so our our audience understands, we did not have this planned at all for who's the greatest former NFL player turned yeah. actor. Like yeah. this, I hope is giving Debo a headache after what he put our listeners through last week to start <laughs> off the show with actually, trivia. Actually, 
Actually, Debo's kind of getting into this. He's he's slacking me. Carl Weathers is a name Debo gave me. Um, he also sent uh, wait, so, wait Carl Weathers, who like was played. Did he play Apollo and Rocky? Yeah, is that the? That's what I'm talking about. He played for the Raiders. Wait. Oh, did he? Okay. Um, did Marcus Allen act? I feel like all those as SC guys acted at some point. Yeah, I mean Denzel Washington's kid, John David Washington, who's been in some recent stuff. I mean, we're considering Terry- him though, like. One of the best. I don't know. It's kind of He's been in some legit. Here we go. I feel like we're missing out on some people. Um, <laughs> if you uh, it sounds like <laughs> I mean, I was gonna do. I was gonna try and do one that was like. I was gonna find one that was like a little bit easier, like more based on the films <coughs> and the and the you know, like like what. But but it was all they're all too easy. Like you know, who is the? I don't know. Like, who is the 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 who does. Chris Farley's dad, Mary, and um, and and Tommy Boy, but like that's right. Real, have you guys seen Namdi Asamoah act at all? No. Apparently, no. he's like a top notch. Like he's been on like Broadway and is is an appearing you know, in a lot of you shows. You know who's now. in some stuff? Well, Eddie George. I mean, technically, if we're gonna go that far, he's on Broadway. Um, Thomas Jones, Thomas Jones, Julius Jones' brother, both running backs in the NFL. I remember most as a New York Jet. He he's a good actor. He's in a bunch of different films. Like I just saw him in something recently, although I I can't remember what it was. But I think Bernie, who else did you send Debo? Uh, John David Washington, Carl Weathers is a good one. Carl Weathers is a good one. He might be the best. That's tough to be right there. Well, I mean, you can't top his character. Like no one has had a character like Apollo Creed. That's the greatest former NFL player character in any show. Fair to say. Although one could say that Carl Weathers and Arrested Development was even better than, than Apollo Creed in, in Rock. Well, Arrested Development might be one of the greatest shows ever created. So. It just is the greatest show that it's ever it is created. The greatest show. Right, right. I, I still don't understand how that whole thing fell apart. Well, so I was in college. I mean, I guess you were in high school. When it- be like a rock. <laughs> Solid like a rock. It's like, you know that they built the house in a rock. <laughs> um, There's always money in, in the, the banana stand. Stand. Um, I, uh, I had one of our friends dressed up. Hold on. Debo, put, Debo, do you think Arrested Development's overrated? I have seen very few episodes. I just wanted to, to stem some controversy in the chat. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, it, well, yeah, no, Arrested just... Development, if anything, if anything, it's underrated, but the, I will say that the new versions that came out on Netflix were not, I mean, not nearly as good, but I watched. No, I mean, it was different writers though, right? Yeah. 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 And, and, and it was like self-aware that they were popular at that point in time. The first three seasons are, you know, they're not. Like they weren't, and it was weird because so this it used to come on on Sunday nights on Fox at like in between was, it, was Sunday night football even a thing then? Yeah, I mean it still would have been a thing. Yeah, was it? When has Sunday night football not been a thing? Um, no, it started in two thousand six. Yeah, rested. Yeah, like the the late four twenty five game would end, and there'd be no. There's nothing. There's just shows. And so that we would always watch Arrested Development on Sunday night. so weird. I feel weird? like I always remember Sunday Night Football, but I also... No, Brinson, I think you're just saying Sunday Night Football started on NBC in 2006. It existed on ESPN well, what, before that. Right. Was it on ESPN before that? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure it existed for a while. Okay. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it came on at like 8.30 and then... I just remember watching Arrest Development on Sunday nights, but we would have been watching football. Mm. Oh, well. Uh, who knows? 
Uh, I mean, who can remember these things? Yeah, it probably was on. That doesn't make any sense. Well, of course they would have had Sunday Night Football. So what's the consensus, though, on the former um, NFL player turned actor? Is it Carl Weathers? Carl Weathers. Weathers? Is that what you're saying? Weathers. It's like Nagy, Nagy. At Nagy, yeah. I've been conscious of that now ever since that point, and I feel like no one's catching on. And I'm hearing a lot of Nagy's. Like, now I notice it. Now I can't not notice it when someone else says Nagy versus Nagy. Nagy versus – oh, no, what am I – of course, Sunday night, wait, yeah, Sunday night football is always a thing because we would always bet on the Seahawks on Sunday night. Oh, no, 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 we'd bet on the – yeah, what am I talking about? But why, why do I not remember – I mean, I guess I don't remember anything from college. But. The beer. It's all the beer you drink. What? It's killing brain cells. Well, yeah, I mean, that's all the point. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But, but I feel like Sunday Night Football now is a much bigger thing than it was back then. Does it's not ratings-wise. The ratings have been down. The 4 o'clock window dominates now. Does it really? Yeah. I mean, not to get into specifics, but that was like one of the strategies of Fox with why they do our whole big game at noon. And I know it's not always popular fan bases, but go through this year, every week in college football, I guarantee you, the noon window has won out more often than not as far as the most rated, highest rated game of that Saturday. It was this past Saturday. Well, uh, so, how, why, why is that? I think it's because you've got an audience that's tuning in. There's not the fatigue of going through a 12 o'clock window, a 3.30 window, a primetime window. You know, where you think about the NFL, you only have two windows. You're 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, you get the Sunday night football. You know, maybe two people are just tired of watching football at that point. I also feel like there's late start times, right? which plays a little bit of a factor in. Oh, I mean, I, so. think, I think a lot of my friends don't stay up for the whole Sunday night game. How could you? I mean, unless we have to, because it's our job, you probably don't, you know, you probably are like, yeah, I'll go to bed. I'll see what will happen. If you have to, if you have to be like an office at 8 AM the next day, it's pretty tough to stay up till midnight watching, you know, watching like the Rams and Titans slug it out in a game, you know, what like you can kind of tell for them, you know, like, or, or, you know, Monday night. You know, you're you're sitting. You watch the first half of Bears Steelers. You got to be in an office at like seven thirty the next morning. Or you are you going to be like, I got to watch the second half of this game? No, I'm going to bed. I mean, unless you're a huge Bears fan, you want to see yeah. the growth. I mean, of Justin of Fields. Yeah, you want to see those final moments where he's he's giving you the middle finger to all those Bear fans who are doubting him and all those naysayers out there. Right? It was a Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, he doesn't work hard. Whatever else was said during the draft process, get out of here with that BS. Oh, all right. Well, let's talk about Fields. What do you uh, right. Fields for MVP? Uh, yeah, that's a little. That's a little much. Um, I don't even think he's going to be up for Rookie of the Year, which is is on a rundown at some point. Yeah, it is. I, I do think he's the type of player that if you watch him at Ohio State, he got better and better and better. And literally, like oh, he Mike was Patrick. Playing... Mike Patrick was always on Sunday Night Football, wasn't he? I've I've conflate. Yeah, of course. Who's Mike Patrick? Like the sports broadcaster. I don't remember Mike Patrick. Is it Mike Patrick. Yeah, you know Mike Patrick. I mean, he's I, I, now I now have to look up a photo of Mike Patrick. I mean, what 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 network was he with? ESPN. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Mike Patrick, Joe Teisman, Sunday Night Football, Sunday Night NFL on ESPN. There we go. Click on that. There you Man. go. I, just, I do not remember that. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what year that was. I do not remember that. Um. Uh, I don't know. Some point in time, man, he's old now. I would, uh, yeah, anyway, I don't maybe the know. voice I remember. I don't remember you remember the voice. the voice, yeah. Why did I think there was no Sunday night football? What the hell's wrong with me? I again, I go back to the beer, yeah, it's just uh, you know, copious amounts of drinking. 
Now I will look up because that Sean Alexander game against the Raiders where he had like five touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns on a Sunday night. Was that the year Sean Alexander won the, the title MVP, for a most yeah. rushing touchdown? Or yeah. MVP? yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, because he had 266 rushing yards. Wow. Isn't that right? Is that good God? What a day. It's a big night. Yeah, that's a big night. Yeah, it was Sunday night because he had, yeah, Alexander set franchise marks for 266 rushing yards and an 88-yard touchdown run as the Seahawks beat the AFC West leading Oakland Raiders. This was on November 11th, 2001. I actually remember that night. I think we could probably look it up. Ooh. You know, I was just thinking about, Sue, by the way, for uh, best you know NFL player turn actor, Dan Marino. Oh, Ace Ventura. His cameo in Pet Detective was pretty Cameo? Cameo? Yeah, it was more than a cameo, I guess. Yeah, he's yeah. just straight up like Ace, ace. It's owners. I mean, yeah. come on, dude. <laughs> hey, Ace, you got any more of that gum? That's none of your goddamn business, and I'll thank you to stay out of my personal affairs. Dan. <laughs> Can you imagine, by the way, Jim Carrey comes to Dan Marino and is like, hey. I got a role for you. you. Want to be in this movie with me? It's Jim like, Carrey. Jim right. Carrey wasn't even famous. I mean, like he was. He was. That put him on the map. That. that I, I still remember going to the movie. Oh yeah. And it, I remember it was around my birthday. I think it went when it debuted during that time of year. And my dad was like, "Hey, the reviews are great. It takes me and some buddies. We got some popcorn." I was crying. Like it was one of the funniest movies like, I've like, ever I, seen. I, in I my remember life. sitting in the theater. Off of Main Street and High Point, the old, I can't remember what kind of, but it was just the only theater like in town, right? And it's February, February 4th, 1994 is when it came out. I don't remember the date that we went and saw it, but I remember holding my side in pain. I was laughing so hard at, at Ace Ventura. It was, I mean, I didn't have any expectations to your point. Like he, oh. he wasn't a well-known actor outside of reviews. That's really all it was. But that style of comedy and just the way he acted in that movie and then, it, you know, you, you kind of tie into football and other things. Like, it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen in my life. Like, it I was mean, the the opening scene. Like, it's still like if you go back and watch it now, it's hilarious because people forget about the, the you know, because it's not like he's he's walking down the street in that in that um, in the, <laughs> the, the, the UPS uniform, whatever. Yeah. The little face he makes and he actually throws the, the package behind him. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and by the way. How different is that now with Amazon or whoever else delivering? Oh, right, right. It'd be like a drone flying. It. No, he wouldn't yeah. believe it. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's talk some awards because we're about at the mid-season point. Although we could do this all day. Um, the uh, we're about at the mid-season point of the year. We both had Kyler Murray's the MVP a quarter of the way through the season. <clears throat> Who would you pick as your mid-season MVP right now? And bear in mind that you know, like a few years ago. 2017 or 2000 yeah 2017 i had alex smith as a mid-season mvp award i didn't think he was going to win it but right sort of recognizing somebody for their performance halfway through yeah and, and so we can kind of naturally do that right like i've still got kyler murray i think you look at them they're arguably the best team in the nfl right now he's leading them he's been a big reason why even though it's kind of hard to make that case after you know they they mollywopped the San Francisco 49ers without him and Cole McCoy playing quarterback. So maybe that works against them. I just worry for his health. I know he's been playing banged up at times, um, and and that's obviously a you know that's an issue moving forward. Um, and, and I think you look at Tom Brady and what he's doing. It's just it's hard not to think that they're not going to continue to operate a high clip. It's not as competitive a division in the NFC South. Uh, compared to the NFC West. And just something tells me he's going to stay healthy. He'll be fine through it. So I've got Kyler Murray now. 
I think it could end up being Tom Brady when it's all said and done with the season he's putting together so far. Uh, the futures markets are a little uh, cloudy in the sense of the ability to – we can find odds out there. And Tom Brady is right there. It's actually ahead of Kyler Murray, plus 340. Josh Allen, the favorite in, in some spots, 3-1. to one. Kyler Murray, 6-1. to one. I don't I – don't, don't. Why would Josh Allen be, especially after this past week? I mean, if anything, I, I feel like he almost set a bar last year where, like, that's where he needs to get to, if not more. And that was just in the conversation. And he's nowhere close to where he was a year ago. So, by the way, neither is that offense. It's not just on him, but that offense isn't. So, that would not be a bet that I'd, I'd want to, you know, hang my hat on. I think Lamar Jackson's one, especially with the way he just carried his team recently this past week over the Vikings. 11-1 to 1 for and, Lamar right now. And, and look, those, those are great odds, good value there considering that like you know if he just stays healthy which he's you know he has he should be able to put up some enough numbers and be able to put in that you know make a run for potentially one of the top spots in the afc uh, agreed i had uh tom brady as the mvp now mainly because kyler missed a game but i'd be i'd be fine with giving it in fact i really should give it to kyler now because he's probably not going to win it at the end of the year and you sort of want to reward the guy i have, I have yeah. three names i want to ask you about real really quickly from a value perspective um ryan Tannehill, i've seen at 34 to 1 he was 75 to 1 on on sunday night i just i don't think their their offense is conducive to like Anyone who isn't a running back winning an MVP, um, even Adrian Peterson here's, here's, there now. The theory is, if they were to get, if they were to get the number one seed, could he win it? If everybody sort of treads water, like Brady doesn't go, and I don't think Tom Brady's going to tread water. I think he's going to have a monster year. But you know what I'm saying? But even then, like he's still going to catch up stats wise yeah. to everyone. Like it would pale in comparison. I have a hard time believing. Like, and by the way, this is almost like the Heisman argument. Like, whoever wins the Heisman in some years, like, you're going, is that really the best player in the country? Probably yeah. not. But he's on a team playing for the national championship, so we give them the award. Like, that's what the Heisman committee does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's almost like what you're saying now with the MVP. So I don't know if that's the way to go about doing it. Um, I just – it would be hard – it would be hard to imagine – that's worth worth the money putting it on that, you know. I, yeah, I would want fifty to one or better for, to to bet on Tannehill and and you get hundred to one. Okay, all right. Uh, Derek Carr fifty to one. Now that one I like, and, and the difference is because even though the defense is improving, it, it's still all on him. They obviously lost Henry Ruggs, tragic situation. Of course, they're bringing Deshaun Jog- Jackson. You know, hoping he can replace some of what's lost. Maybe by um, the time people are listening to this, they'll have Odell Beckham on the roster. We don't want to speculate on that too yeah, much. Yeah, who knows? You don't want to yeah. have with that. Uh, they lost their head coach. Like, there's all of this up in the air. Meanwhile, Derek Carr just keeps playing at a high level. So he's one I'd love to see, and especially if they could somehow win that division and be one of the top spots because. I think he's been thrown around a lot in the media for whatever reason. You know, he was never good enough for John Gruden not to flirt with whatever quarterback was in the draft. And he's continually gotten better and better and better every every single year. Um, and, and by the way, that would uh, actually allow David Carr's uh, to tw- since deleted tweet about Derek winning MVP in, in like within like 20 minutes of, or, you know, right after the Henry Rogue situation happened, David Carr's tweeting about his brother. Like, like you know what, maybe let it, let it, uh, let it, let it breathe. Let's, let's, let's not do that, pal. Um, right. The other guy I want to ask about is I, I, Wilson and breach mocked me for this, but as soon as I get a chance to bet it, once it pops up on my side, I'm betting it. I don't care. It's a, it's a daggum principle play Brady 80 to one. I'm seeing right now. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's gonna have to put together some really big performances. He's got, he's got nine games left. Maybe he flips a switch. The Chiefs go eight and one or nine and zero. Oh, and how many touchdown passes does he have right now? 
he leads the league in interceptions. No, no, no. It's uh, Joe Burrow and um, Sam Darnold who lead the league in interceptions. Mahomes currently is at uh, 20 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, averaging 281 yards per game. He leads the league in completions and attempts, which is a little surprising. Well, yeah, no, that's not surprising. They hate yes. to run the football. Like, True. Even when they've got a three-man rush, a five-man box, and they've got a tight end in, you know, six potential blockers, they're still not running versus a five-man box. Um, he's got uh, se- averaging seven yards per attempt, which is the first time in his career he's below eight. I would say this. I, I you know, if it was possible, the, the way defenses are playing him, it's going to be really hard. He could literally throw, what do you say, nine games left, right? Yep. He could throw – two more i mean he could have 38 touchdown passes maybe over 40 and that's putting you in a mark that i think is going to grab a lot of attention i mean for as bad as he's played this year they're only, he two, still games back, they're only two games back at the number one seed in the afc right which I is mean, crazy to think about it is like they've been terrible and i, I mean if you notice anything else watching them besides what we talked about really just like the it's defenses are saying i mean the, well, the, the defense is finally starting to pick it up a little bit. Like, we saw that, you know, most recently. What's that? They've been playing bad teams, too, but, yeah. No, that, that's that's a portion of it. But, like, they moved Jones down now on the inside, the interior. That's helped. Like, you saw how he was getting after Jordan Love throughout that game. That helps out Frank Clark, at least rushing off one edge. Yep. You know, I, I do think eventually Melvin Ingram's presence will be felt. That Now, the secondary played better, but we, we always say that because – Jordan Love seemed to be a little inaccurate some of those throws. Jordan Love, again, you need to look for Daniel Sorensen. That's what you need to do, Jordan Love. To yeah, yeah. when he's matched up in Alan Zard. It's funny, though. Like, when you looked at who he threw it to, and granted, it was only a few, a small sample size, but, like, the Alan Lazards, the, like, uh, Joe, you know, Joe uh, DeGarrett, um, you know, everyone else that it was probably a backup he was throwing to, he had much better chemistry. It's like, well, maybe we need to stop just forcing the football to Devontae Adams and you can't figure out if he wants a back shoulder or to throw him upfield or whatever the type of throw is, but I digress. Um, right. Yeah, Mahomes, look, Mahomes is never a bad bet. I'll just put it that way. Like, it's never a bad bet to put money on Patrick Mahomes, given his talent. I agree with that completely. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break, and we come back, we'll rip through the rest of the awards. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. When I say rip, I mean rip. Because we... Well, sometimes you go on Ace Ventura tangents and, and talk about Sean Alexander and Sunday Night Football, which I somehow thought didn't exist until 2006. I, it got to tighten my... my yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. 
I'm, I'm gonna do a Will Brinson. I, I'm. <laughs> you have large hands. What's, what's your hand yeah, size yeah. there? Uh, I think it was like ten and a quarter at the combine, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the ten club. Yeah, it's, it's a great club. Tell well, me about over right? ten. All right, over ten. Will over over ten. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um. But, I don't know if you know this, but um, there's a, have you seen the random guy who went out and got coffee, and uh, and 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 uh, the Daily Mail or whatever was like, like they, they put, have you not, have you not seen this? That it popped no. up. So the Daily Mail took a picture and like wrote a story. It was like Aaron Rodgers spotted out getting coffee and like did this whole story. And Shailene Woodley took picture, like took screenshots of it and like posted on her Instagram uh, story and circled his feet. She was like, uh, first of all, I know Aaron's body very well and he has much bigger feet than that trust me yeah rumor is they're not together anymore so she did this like 30 minutes ago i'm just saying rumor is okay maybe they maybe they got back together i'm just saying we can gloss over the defensive player of the year award because we all you currently have miles garrett Garrett. i currently have miles garrett and we both think miles garrett will win if you yep. get anything plus money on Miles Garrett, you should probably bet that because the Browns look yeah. like they'll be contending. Garrett putting up monster numbers. Um, we both coach of the year, coach of the year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you say Kingsbury, I say Kingsbury or Vrabel. Well, you get an or, you get an or out of this. Well, I, I, I think I think Vrabel wins it if they have the number one overall seed because they're yeah. be doing it without Derrick Henry. Um, whoever gave, you know, the timetable of six to 10 weeks to come back from a Jones fracture, that'd be shocking to me if he came yeah. back that fast and looked the same, but Vrabel would have went in that instance. I'll tell you why Kingsbury won't, you know why? Cause he's a good looking guy mm. and they could be the top seed in the NFC, but this is how this world works. No one's going to vote for the guy that is, is good looking like Cliff Kingsbury and successful because they're like, they're gonna be jealous. They're like, you know what? I would give it to that guy. But he's already got everything, right? He's got the nice pad where he watches the draft from, you know, all these other things going for him. So even though he'll be deserving of it, in my opinion, because they will be a playoff team and probably even, you know, one of the top seeds, if not the top seed, he won't get it because he's too damn good looking. And this world hates people who've got it all like Cliff Kingsbury. Now, uh, just a quick counterpoint to that. Here the last four Coach of the Year winners. Kevin Stefanski. Handsome. Okay. He's got some a Jim Caviezel look to him. Yeah, uh, John Harbaugh, not 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 handsome or anything. You just you kind of just broke your streak right there. Go ahead, Matt Nagy, eh. Sean McVay. All right, I mean, looks a little younger, but it, I'll say you're batting fifty percent. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, there's a there's a precedent for if if Cliff Kingsbury if they have the one seed in the, in the NFC, Cliff Kingsbury will win it. He's still four to one. Uh, you can get him there. Brandon Steele, six to one. Mike Vrabel, eight to one. Mike McCarthy, ten to one. Sean Payton, sixteen to one. I don't hate either if they if they're able to. And he's got those steely blue eyes, though. I wonder if that's going to hold him back. <laughs> he actually won it in uh, two thousand and six. His only only time winning that award. And that's why you know Bill Belichick doesn't win it as often as he should. Because of his fashion sense. You know, you saw him walk into the game this past weekend. I mean, people look at him, they're like, he's a fashionista. Like, there's no way we can give him the award if he's that <laughs> successful coaching football and he's able to set trends like that. They just they don't want to mess with that. I think he was I think he was just doing a late, uh, late Halloween uh, Bill Parcells costume, is all that was. No, you know what it was? I think sometimes you ever had like those pants you put on like the the like the one leg gets caught up on your like your sock. For sure, it happens from time to time. Like, it's, yeah. it's a look at that. That's a that's a look now. That's like I'll, that's a runway. 
I will that say is, that so like that is a runway though. It look if you can see it if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, but um or pick six podcast, excuse me. If it looks like his pants are pulled all the way up above his uh into the middle of his belly, but in reality it's just his sweatshirt is is bicolored and 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 is, is hanging below the pants, which are the same color as the the bottom half of the sweatshirt. It's a poor choice in in general, but um yeah, I mean it's a tough scene for old Billy B. Uh, let's offensive rookie of the year. Figure Bill Belichick. Is it Mac Jones? <clears throat> I am gonna say it's tough right now because I think it's Mac Jones the way he's played of late. Even though they really haven't beat anyone, right? Like, or I should say, like the teams they beat, they beat the Jets, Twice, Texans, the Panthers, and then the Chargers. Which the Chargers are by far and away the best team that they've beaten so far. Um, I, but I'm still going to say it's going to be Mac Jones. He'll have the stats. Um, I think he's like top 10 yards in the NFL. Um, really? But it would be up between Jamar Chase and Mac Jones now. It will be Mac Jones by the end of the season. Pretty sure I have a Mac Jones. I had a Mac Jones future. Jones Mac. No, I, I wonder if Odell would entertain that claim if New England put in a claim on him. Oh, I think he'd be fine with that. He's got a ball out, man. But you know, let's not talk about Odell because we because he's going to be claimed by the time this podcast. He, well, he, you're you're going to have an emergency pod. It'll be an emergency pod wherever he ends up getting claimed and going. Right. I hadn't. We hadn't discussed it, but I guess probably if it's unless yeah, it's I'm like, telling you right now your schedule. He's it, something's going to happen. Emergency pod immediately. All right, we have four minutes to get through the rest of these awards. Um, there's Debo. You can Debo. Debo's got a little fan. Okay. Defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons. We all agree we can move on from that. Okay, okay. You can still bet Micah Parsons at minus one thirty to win defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, go put your mortgage on it. Like I'm, I'm just telling people right He's now. He's just going to win it, right? Yeah, I, I even think if he got hurt like next week, then play the rest of the year, he might still win it. I'm trying to think who would even steal it from him. Jason Oway's next at 8-1, to one. Aziz Ojolari at 10-1. to one. I mean, a guy who's made a huge impact and never gets enough credit is probably Christian Barmore. Like, he never yeah. will, but he's been he's been pretty darn good. He's not Joe even on Tryon the odds. Yeah. Tryon could be a guy who ends up impacting it. Yeah. Sertan, too. I mean, Sertan's played well enough where, you know, no one's going to start throwing his way as much. But, but if the Cowboys defense keeps playing the way it's been playing, it's it's going to be Parsons. 100%. Um, the, uh, what, else, what else do we have here? Offensive Come back play of the year. Oh, no, we said Mac Jones. Come back play of the year. Dak Prescott. I mean, it's got to be Dak, right? Yeah, I don't think – I mean, Dak could still win MVP, but like I said before, Prisco said he would vote for Dak for both. Unless it's like – I, I just – I don't think he's going to be up for MVP uh, by the end of the year. I, I don't either. I, I would take Brady, Murray, maybe Rodgers, depending on how long he's got when he comes back. Um, Stafford, like they're all having a better – as let's just put this. I think they're all having a better season than now. And I don't know how much of that's going to change. They also won a game with Cooper Rush, which, you know, inherently when you start having the conversation takes away from your, you know, the MVP discussion. That's the Kyler Murray conversation, right? To a certain extent. With Cole McCoy. Yeah. Um, in a, uh, would you rather talk about draft eligible quarterbacks or talk about uh, Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield? Um, it's up to you. I mean, I, like, I'll just say this about Odell Beckham and Baker. Um, you know, the, the hardest thing about, wide receivers is their job is so dependent on so many things working out right for them to get the football that I think they tend to get frustrated um, because they're on an Island and they can do their job right the whole time. And it still won't matter. And it's a tough position to be in. Like, I don't know like many other jobs where, you know, you've got that where you can do everything right and things out of your control. Cause almost everything's out of your control outside of like the ball coming your way, but not even like how accurate it is coming your way 
if it's where you think it's going to be, all that stuff. You just have to adjust on the fly and, and make that catch or not. And I think there, there can be some frustration with that. You know, Odell is a tremendously talented player. It could be a little less than what he's been because of injuries, but that doesn't mean that you're going to have great chemistry with every quarterback you play with. It's just, it's not the case. And I think that's an instance of what we saw like Baker and him, two strong personalities, whether, you know, Odell's more passive aggressive. I think Baker's just flat out more aggressive. Right. Um, they just, they, they didn't, they weren't able to jive for whatever reason. And that's okay. You know, that, that, that's, that's okay. Let him go somewhere else. Let him go try to be successful somewhere else. Let Baker do his thing and, and ball out and try to be the quarterback that he wants to be. So it, these things get a lot of times get overblown, especially with Baker's like post game comments. Obviously he had to take some shots when he could, but sure. I get it because you have to understand Baker's the type of guy, he's a Texas boy home. And, you know, He's the type of guy who wants to look in your eyes, shake your hand. He jabbed and, a flag and, in the middle of Ohio State's field to like to like yeah. shove it in their face. Like he's not a he's not a no. He's, he's not he's not gonna have his dad put out some video. He's not gonna have other people or Justin Jefferson wear a sweatshirt that says "Free Odell." Like right. this is a playoff team a year ago without Odell. You know, like they don't need him. And and to be quite honest with you, like. It seemed to be more about Odell than it was about the team. And I think that's yep. like the driving thing with Kevin Stefanski and them where like they just came to an agreement like, hey, man, like let's just go our separate ways because you're not about what we're about. And that's okay. Like let, let Odell want to go chase a, a playoff and a Super Bowl somewhere else because I think the Browns probably feel like they're better off without him. I mean, Odell may not even want to chase the Super Bowl. He may just want to chase money and, and, and whatever else Odell wants to chase. I mean, that wouldn't, I don't think that would be shocking. I think he wants to win, but um, yeah. I thought Alex Smith made a good point too on the on Monday Night Countdown where he said, you know, sometimes it's easier if you're a veteran quarterback to deal with a personality like Odell because, you know, as a young guy like Baker, even even though you're established in the organization, it's still in the back of your mind, like oh, like I need when you're playing and you know making throws, you're like I you want to you gravitate towards Odell, and I think that's probably that would be my best example for why the stats bear out the way they do is like when Odell's not out there, Baker's just kind of distributing without without any concern for yeah, but I don't think guy. they made a concentrated effort. I didn't think so either. But- when you watch the tape, it's not like Kevin Stefanski was diagramming stuff. I would say if anything. Like Stefanski is just as much to blame with Odell not getting the football. That's a good point. I mean, if we're being real, because he's good enough where he should be the first, second read on every single pass play you have, and it's your job to move him around or figure out how to get him in those spots where he'll be open. But that wasn't the case. Like, I mean, it just wasn't. Yeah. I mean, obviously they want to run the football, but with Jarvis, with Donovan Peoples-Jones, the way he came on, and in particular last year, Hooper and Bryant at the tight end spots, and Joku, I mean, they've got so many talented players, Higgins, uh, Felton, who's now kind of started to be in, get in the mix. Like, they got so many guys who catch the football. It just wasn't a priority. And so, like, that to me had more to do with it than anything else. And that's not on Baker. That's on that's on Kevin Stefanski and his staff to be able to put together a plan that highlights or is more Odell-centric, and it wasn't. Yeah. And look, you know, we saw Kevin Stefanski was the OC in Minnesota. And that was the year that Stefan Diggs was like, I want out. Um, and Diggs had 63 catches for 1130 yards, but it was sort of a step back in the sense he had less touchdowns, less catches than the year before. Maybe it's just not an offense designed for an alpha receiver. And there's frustration born out of that. And we saw Diggs obviously last year goes to Buffalo and just explode. So, you know, I think, but I, I think this Stavansky thing is a good point. Um, we can dive into it more later. I want to get you out of here because you've got, you know, I, I like to respect your time. Yep. Oh, by the way. 
I, I said it just real quick, draft few for these quarterbacks. All right. Kenny Pickett, my number one in this year's draft class. Yep. I think he'll continue to keep climbing as things go on. Um, Sam Howell. A lot of people have like written him off because the season like UNC had. He's still they good. shouldn't because that dude's tough. He does everything, he does everything right. He can run. Man. I think he, he can run and, and he was taking hits, bouncing off guys. Anyway, he gets killed at the NFL level. He tries to run like he did against Wake Forest. But yeah, but look, it's at the college level. He can get away with it now. He still can. But bottom line is he'll be in that conversation too. And then we'll see with the Carson Strongs, Matt Corral, all those guys. But those are the top two guys that I think have done themselves a lot of help. Uh, this season, even though like people were frustrated with Sam Howell early, it's like, well, look how bad their defense is, and they don't have the same guys he's throwing to. Josh Downs is by far their best receiver, and they and, also like, and Josh hard- Downs. There's talk of him transferring after this year. Um, they lost Javante Williams and Michael Carter, both who were balling yeah. out at the NFL level. Like it's and and their offensive line's not playing as well for Carolina. That's I mean, no. they're still having a fine season. It's just not living up to the expectations of. They just upset 10. the number nine team in the country. I mean, think about that. Yeah, so. didn't appreciate that, Brady, in a non-conference game, no less. It was. I'm not – well, I'm not sure how it was a non-conference game. No, no, no it's, it, it doesn't count as a conference game. It, they Carolina, Wake I, swear, I swear, it's the weirdest thing. Wake and Carolina were not – They scheduled so far back? No, 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 no. When they were scheduling out-of-conference games, Carolina and Wake – we're like, let's schedule a game and we'll play each other. It won't count in the conference standings. Go and look at the standings. Wake is still undefeated in the conference. It's really annoying as an NC State fan. Trust me. That is the b- most bizarre thing that wasn't talked about enough this past week in college football. Correct. Carolina beat the team I hate the most. Carolina beat the team that I need to be to be beaten in Wake in a non-conference game. It doesn't game. matter. No, it doesn't matter. So now, got to go to Winston-Salem. House of Horrors for NC State fans and somehow find a way to beat Wake Forest or else we blow the chance to go to the ACC Championship game. Go Tar Heels. What the, what the hell was that? Go Tar Heels. Oh, what, where did that come from? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, Brady. Always fun, man. We'll talk to you next week. Go Tar Heels. <laughs>